Hi, it's me again, Jennifer Smith, True Love Scam Recovery with Narcissistic Abuse Unwound. I have been thinking how ridiculous and comical these monsters are. That is not to say they don't cause unlimited harm. If it weren't so tragic, if the harm was out of the picture completely, I think a lot of us could see quite easily how ridiculous they are. And I know that some of us do come to see this even in the midst of repairing damage they've caused. And that's always a good sign. If you're in a place where you go, oh my God, they're just so stupid. That's hilarious. What does he think he was doing? Or what did she think she was going to accomplish with that? Or what do they think that is going to do for them? And it's laughable. Quickly, a little story about that. In my case, the nutbag I was married to was desperate because I'd kicked him out. And he stayed around for 10 more days trying to get more, trying to lure me back in, trying to make sure he was safe, which of course are the only two things they care about, their own safety and taking more. There is absolutely nothing else on their minds, ever. Everything is about themselves. We are entirely insignificant to them, aside from what they can get and take and use about us or from us and making sure they're safe, that we haven't seen enough that we're going to report them somewhere or blow up their world or remove ourselves from the equation of their survival. So this nutbag, I kicked him out and he was trying to make sure if he was safe and if he could get more. So a colossal, hilarious thing he staged to try to gauge his safety happened about two days before he left. And as it happened, I knew exactly what this was. I just watched it happen and played my role in it to keep myself safe and to make sure that he felt safe so that he would leave. We both wanted the same thing. We both wanted him gone. This is always the case at the end of days. We both want them gone. So he's outside by the swimming pool talking on his phone and he's speaking in French, which he thinks I can understand, but I can. He never would believe that I could understand when he spoke in French. I don't know why. So I can hear him, you know, talking about a business plan and, oh, come on, my friend, you know, just a bunch of hogwash, but casual. He's relaxed. He's trying to get something from someone who speaks French. So he's done with the call. He comes back inside through the door and walks into the room where I am. And he has his phone in his hand down by his side. He's done with the phone call. He's not on the phone. But suddenly this flash goes across his face. He lifts the phone up to his ear, puts his head down and the other hand, you know, shielding his forehead like he's crying or something and is going, Papa, Papa, like he's, you know, 
trying to, you know, are you there? Are you still on the phone? And then he drops the phone to his side and acts like he's crying, like this screwed up face, kind of crying face, but no tears. He's not crying. Saying, my dad. <laughs> Sorry, it makes me laugh now. <laughs> this was in 2013 or something. <laughs> he goes, my dad, my dad. <laughs> I'm, and okay, I go straight into my role. What? What? What happened? What happened? Like, I'm all concerned. I care. I'm so worried for him. I'm here for him. None of that was true. So lie. Lie to save your life. When we understand their mind, we use their mind to maneuver them out of our lives so that we're safe, so we can restore and recover and take our lives back. So this is what was happening with dude over there pretending to cry. So he's kind of staggering. <laughs> it's very dramatic. I bet a lot of you have seen that kind of drama, play acting. And he says, oh, I lost the connection. The minutes are gone. The minute is gone. Like in this broken kind of English, I don't know, French, English. And... I'm like, oh, no, call him back. And he goes, no, no, the minute are gone. The minute are gone. And he stumbles his way across the room, falls into this chair. He's slouching in this chair. I, And the worst part is, this is what he's saying next. This is where he goes from, there's no more minutes on the phone. The call dropped. And the worst part is, my dad, he had a dream that... I was in the United States in jail. And I said, Oh, no, that'll never happen. Well, heavens to Betsy. As soon as he was out the door, I was reporting him to police, to immigration. You know, I mean, I'm lying. I'm lying to save my life. It was spontaneous. I'd never been in this kind of situation before. I knew it was life and death for me. And I somehow ratcheted down internally to this primal place that these pathological creatures live in every minute of every day. Their life is entirely about their survival. Am I safe? Can I get more? That's it. That's all there is. So he believed me. That'll never happen. And I'm touching him, like stroking his back. He never let me touch him. Not ever. He slapped my hand away from him in a grocery store just a week after we were married. There was no touching of this person allowed. I'm using the word person loosely. So he kind of lifts his head up and says, like dries these tears that didn't exist. And suddenly, his entire face is clean, as in no emotional residue of crying, no physical residue of having been upset, jumps up out of the chair and says, I need some fresh air, and walks out the door. He's done. He staged the scenario, impromptu, spur of the moment, improvisational, in order to find out if he was safe to leave 
Watch for these moments for yourself. They are there, I promise you. It doesn't matter what they think about us because they always hate us. They hated us before they met us. We can say absolutely anything. It can be absurd, like what I did. I performed, essentially. I went into an improvisational, impromptu survival mode response. And do it. Do it for yourself. Look for those moments. We ultimately want the same thing. Them to be gone. If we're trying to get money out of them, they're not going to walk away that easily. If we can forego trying to get, you know, maintenance in a divorce, even child support money, I'm sorry to say, in a divorce, absolutely we deserve it. They're not going to come up with it. If we ask for it, that's in their minds, us trying to take something from them that belongs to them. So they put up a fight. They try to take the children call us crazy, mentally ill, whatever they can come up with, so that they are not ordered by the court to give us money. And ironically, even if they are ordered by the court to give a former spouse, you know, through the divorce process, child support, child maintenance, they don't. They won't pay it out. So it's really not worth that fight. And I know I just kind of switched gears a little bit on topic there, but hopefully some of that is useful. And just look for those ridiculous moments. Step back and begin to watch them. If you're still in it, step back and begin to watch them. If you're still in communication because of children, say, step back and watch them rather than responding to what they say with what might be normal conversation or a normal question, say nothing. It, just say nothing and observe. They start to become really clear in their complete and total narcissism. Narcissism. Narcissism is an ism word, meaning the end is I-S-M, right? Ends in ism. Any ism word represents a mental condition as in, what I mean by that, sorry, more precisely, is a school of thought, a philosophy, a way of thinking, a belief system. So for example, take the word professionalism. Professionalism. We all know what that is. If we say, oh, they're very professional, we're indicating, oh, they behave in a... um, you know, through a mindset, a philosophy, a way of thinking based in professionalism. And collectively, all of us within each culture that we're in know what that means for our culture. What is professional behavior? What is professionalism? And that is a wonderful ism. You know, it gives us a system of etiquette and manners and a a common understanding through our behavior within the system, the thinking of professionalism. So there's lots of ism words. Yeah. Environmentalism. uh, Oh my gosh, think of some more. I wish I could hear what you're thinking of. (laughs) There's racism. 
Okay, that is not a nice ism. There is nothing within the realm, the thought system of racism, racism, that is okay. It's just not. But some people don't think that, of course. There's many people that would not agree with me on that. And the other element about an ism type of word, yeah, a school of thought, a belief system, is that some of the people who are within that belief system in their minds might go by a tiny bit of it. And some of them may be all the way bought in. They are full on that ism, professionalism, or materialism, optimism, pessimism, fanaticism, racism. Using racism as an example, some people that might have thinking based in the system of racism might just, you know, move their seat on the bus or cross the street. And some of them might, you know, be burning things on people's lawn or worse. I mean, I'm sure you understand what I'm saying. So narcissism is the same as racism in the sense that it's all bad. There's no narcissism piece that's good or easy for the people around that person who's in that state of narcissism. But there is a little bit of narcissism and then there's full on and total complete enwrapped, totally encased, enclosed within narcissism. So the little bits of narcissism are narcissistic qualities, personal, individual, narcissistic glitches in a dysfunctional person. And then the full-on, all-the-way thing is a maniac, the nutbag I married. It's a psychopath, sociopath, antisocial psychopath. And the other dysfunctional people, it's a very, very different situation. And some dysfunctional people might have more narcissistic glitches than another or more pain-causing narcissistic glitches. And we get to decide if we can be around those people, how we can manage their personality based on their personal, individual, little narcissistic glitches that can cause us pain. However, when someone is pathological, entirely made of nothing but narcissism, there is no amount of time spent with them that is okay. It will always cause us harm. Their very presence causes tremors within our lives, in our cells. We know that they're dangerous on a primal level, even if our social or intellectual minds have not caught up with that. So I'm at 15 minutes here. I think that's probably enough for today. And I hope this was helpful. If you have any questions, please email me, jennifer at truelovescam.com. Anytime, any question, any comment, a request for something that I might explain on a podcast. If you're interested in maybe being in a podcast with me, where it's the two of us having a dialogue, you know, rather than just me talking at you, please let me know. Also email about that, jennifer at truelovescam.com. That is it for today. Please have a wonderful rest of your day, whatever day it is that you're listening to this, wherever you are in the world. 
I am sending you all good things. Jennifer Smith, True Love Scam Recovery, Narcissistic Abuse Unwound.